Welcome to the Startup Conviction Podcast, where I interview early stage founders about their startup's value proposition and the strength of their conviction. I'm your host, Darian Parrish, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. We have Josh, the co-founder of Door Robotics. Josh, thank you so much for joining. Could you tell the listeners what Door Robotics is and why you decided to start the company? Hey, Darian. Thanks so much. Um, so Door Robotics is building a virtual reality drone, a drone with a built-in 360 camera um, to get the perfect view every time. Um, we also are implementing an indoor navigation uh, algorithm to allow it to fly around inside uh, and this is designed specifically for real estate marketing, um, where we have our drone fly around indoors to create virtual tours and content for our users. Um, so, yeah, I th- sorry, um, uh, continue. I was just, uh, I got really excited because uh, this is this is something that I think uh, hasn't really been uh, done as much. There's been virtual tours and there've been, uh, you know, drone um, outdoors. What made you think to com- combine the two? Yeah, awesome. So uh, that goes back to kind of how the idea started and where it came from. Um, so I was a student at the University of Maryland doing comp sci, and I was working on a 360 camera project where I was like making an app for one of my buddies in the incubator. And at the same time, I was experimenting with drones and potentially trying out drone delivery systems. Um, so after making the app, one of the investors I gave me a bunch of 360 camera equipment and uh, like laptops and stuff. Um, so I attached the 360 camera I had to the drone I was working on. And I was super excited about the idea because I could see something I've never seen before on a drone. Um, I was able to see everything around it and it made a lot more sense to use something like that instead of having that one camera facing in one direction um, where you'd have to learn how to fly a drone and turn it around to try to get certain angles. Um, so I was really pumped around the idea of 360 aerial video. Um, and so I kind of started working on it some more and I got some traction at the university, got some funding. Um, but then we were still kind of searching for what the best use case was in terms of aerial 360 content. Um, and so we did some digging and we found that um, a lot of real estate photographers specifically uh, both use 360 cameras and drone tech. Um, to get aerial videos as well as virtual tour videos like 360 pictures um, and so at the time since we were since i was building a drone myself and my, my co-founder was helping me with that um, we realized we could just make our drone small enough uh, our 360 camera drone small enough to fly indoors um, and so then from there we started talking to some professors at the university of maryland and dr tokakar had actually just worked on a paper um, that designed an algorithm to have or the kind of basic algorithm to have a drone follow a wall indoors um, to navigate and explore a property. Um, so basically we took one of his grad students and recruited them to join our team. And um, she came on and uh, we expanded the wall following algorithm to also um, do frontier search and create a 3D map and uh, blueprints and floor plans. Um, so what we did was we took that software and we created a small enough drone to fly around indoors um, and doing an autonomous navigation. I'm um, really excited because as you're saying right now, there's no other drone product um, specifically designed for indoors. Um, and I'm excited that we have that kind of uh, differentiating factor um, because then that a drone that can fly indoors is necessarily gonna be, uh, have to be incredibly smart in terms of uh, avoiding objects, understanding what's around itself. Um, and so uh, I imagine that our product, once fully released and all the software is uplo- uploaded, 
um, we'll have a really competitive product. Great. And, uh, you know, it's clear that you're trying to have this be fully autonomous, but at, at the moment, is there a need for a human operator uh, to pair with this as well? Yeah. So, so what the capabilities include is both outdoor aerial footage as well as indoor virtual tour footage. So the virtual tour footage is the aspect that's autonomous um, where the person just lays, puts the drone down inside of the house and it flies around by itself. Uh, looking for doorways, looking for hallways, looking for any open room and flying in and taking pictures, mapping it, and then going to the next room. So that whole aspect is completely autonomous. And uh, we actually suggest customers to not do that part manually at all, um, just because we don't want any kind of extra liability or risk with with that navigation. Um, But then after they're done with the tour, they can actually just take it outside. And with the controller that we're shipping with, uh, they can just manually fly it around and get those really scenic over-the-top shots or shots of the backyard or the patio, the pool. Um, so that way they can really have an incredible marketing product as well. Right. And uh, what's what's the um, phase in the, the product life cycle or the customer journey um, are you currently in? Do you have uh, users that are, are flying these around? Is it beta testers? Um, who currently uses uses the drones and uh, maybe something else interesting like how many how many crashes you've had or something? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, what I'll I'll share for the interesting side is some interesting dynamics of wind inside of a house. Um, so it'll be cool. But in terms of where we're at with the product development side right now, we've got five beta users uh, just using it manually, um, doing like the outdoor footage, creating virtual tours, and taking three hundred and sixty images and videos. Um, we're doing that now because we're still optimizing our electronics package. Um, so to get a drone small enough to fly around indoors comfortably, uh, we did have to create a custom printed circuit board. Um, and then with that board, there's a bunch of testing that needs to be done. And uh, we did complete the camera testing and uh, the main sensor testing. And I know there's a few more auxiliary sensors that need to be tested before uh, we can actually release and start doing the autonomous navigation software testing. Um, so we imagine to get that. Um, start doing that this summer. Our PCB is uh, being fabricated right now in Silicon Valley um, at a company called SF Circuits. Um, and so right now, from once we get that board in next week, we'll be able to plug it in and start doing testing on the auxiliary sensors as well as the main sensors and potentially even flying this thing inside of the property. Um, but yeah, something really interesting that we recently discovered when doing manual testing indoors is that... Uh, a drone flying around inside of a house ends up cleaning the house of dust. <laughs> just just because it's blowing blowing uh, the air down and uh, blowing the dust off of things. Yeah, it's exactly right. And it was, it was kind of cool. You can kind of pitch the product as a Roomba too. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I mean, I'd imagine uh, it, w- it would work best paired with like a one of those um, like personal air filters or something. So it could also suck up all the dust while it's being blown around. Um, Then it doesn't settle elsewhere. Um, I think that is interesting. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, why, you know, you're convinced that this is the right solution. Um, You know, why is it a good idea to make a small drone and fly it inside? Um, Really? What is that pain point you're solving? Um, The 360 camera sounds interesting, but you know, how much time does this save uh, how much cost does it save? What is that, um, you know, ROI for, um, the, the users? Perfect. Yeah. So the core problem we're solving is creating virtual tour. So right now, the way it's done is that usually 
photographers use a tripod mounted camera, usually a tripod 360 cam or a Matterport. And they actually have to physically place one of these systems in each part of the house. Um, so imagine, and then as soon as they place it there, they have to like run around the corner and duck behind something and then click and capture. And they have to go back into the room and then move it like three feet, leave the room again, click and capture. And they have to keep doing that basically for the entire property. Um, and that ends up being literally the most time consuming task on a photographer's day, um, just because that they would just have to manually move around this camera and take pictures everywhere. Um, and so what we're doing, the, the pain point we're solving here is, is the core issue of having to physically not like walk around a property and like take pictures like eight or nine times with different, from different places. And we found that our photographers literally take when they're going at a photo shoot, they take like three to four hours with two and a half to three hours just being the Matterport walk through tour. Um, and so with our product, we can actually cut that down to 20 minutes. Um, and so basically what that means is uh, photographers get paid more or less on an hourly um, range for say a thousand dollars per property. And uh, that takes around four hours for them. Um, I'm sorry, they, they get paid on a per property and not a per hour. Um, and so if they can cut down their time at a property from four hours down to an hour and a half, they can triple, quadruple, quintuple their profits on a daily basis. Got it. And uh, you mentioned Matterport. Is that, um, you know, a potential uh, suitor for acquisition? Um, would you be um, okay getting acquired or do you think your um, ambitions exceed that and uh, you prefer to stay independent? No, I think, I think Matterport's a great company. I'm interested in working with them. I imagine that, um, so right now Matterport's interesting because their, their goal, long-term vision is to really be a virtualization platform. Um, and their kind of goal is just virtualize all 3D spaces all over the world. Um, and looking at their most recent um, investor filings with their SPAC, um, their vision is the way that they count their market size is uh, the number of spaces that they've already virtualized using their equipment. Um, and so I imagine since we're doing hardware and we're basically optimizing what their problem is, um, we'd be a really good partner or you know acquisition target there. Um, but in, in the long term, I do see um, drones having a lot more usage for the normal everyday person on a day-to-day -day life. And um, so if we do get acquired by them, I'd probably just make another drone company <laughs> that does like drone delivery or something. Got it. And, and let's talk about the... Um kind of, I don't, I don't want to call it a split focus, but a split use case that could become a split focus of uh, trying to uh, miniaturize the drone for interior use versus, you know, also it being capable outside. Is there, you know, something about the miniaturization that really prohibits that same drone from being uh, as useful out, outdoors? And, you know, is, is there, if you had to, you know, choose one focus, it sounds like maybe it's um, indoors. Is, um, so maybe talk us through that thought process. Sure. Yeah. So the objective of miniaturizing the tech to be able to fly indoors has actually made our product significantly better. Um, so because we have to miniaturize it, we end up having to optimize performance and thrust and weight and size. Um, each of those things, one, one fully optimized and then taken outdoors makes the outdoor system even better. Um, and so to kind of think about it broadly, if, if you're building like an outdoor drone system or drone product, um, you pretty much have no limitations and kind of can build however, whatever way you want to build it. Um, but then at a certain point, it becomes like, okay, do we really want to make it higher speed? Do we want to have that much longer of a battery life? And it becomes a question of 
how do we really optimize this and take it to the next step? Um, but having that kind of constraint of having to do indoors uh, ends up giving us good benchmarks to really attempt to resolve, um, which will get us into a place that will have like a really high performance product. Um, and optimizing for indoors and having a high performance indoor product um, with all the sensors that's on the that's on this Vista drone at the moment, um, it's going to be really, really strong performance in terms of weight to thrust, um, which will then just allow it to be really good performing drone outdoors as well. Great. And, uh, you know, you're in the hardware space, which is um, some people view as a really tough space. Maybe you can talk us through why um, you have the right team to succeed in the space and, and what you've done to set, set yourself and the company up for success. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, our team, like this whole thing is only happens because of really the quality of who we have on our, at Door Robotics. Um, so my co-founder himself, so I, I'm more of an engineer. I studied computer science at the University of Maryland and um, did a lot of coding for the software on the navigation, on the cameras, and on the communications and controls. Um, and then my one of my co-founders is also or one of our like, earliest employees is an aerospace engineer who's studying at Florida Tech and worked with NASA for one of the CubeSat programs. Um, so he's he knows aerospace like the back of his hand, does simulations, the drone design, optimizing for weight, the battery, the motors, the propeller size, all those things. Um, and then on the other side, on the business side, my co-founder, Patrick, uh, he actually had his own startup and they were pretty successful on Kickstarter as well. Um, and so he's had experience of dealing with logistics, supply chain, manufacturing, testing, quality assurance, and all that stuff. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, we have someone on our team uh, who was previously a grad student for professor at the University of Maryland who literally did indoor navigation with drones. Um, so she literally knows exactly how they approach the code. He, she has a lot of the code base on her laptop, and we've used that as a reference um, for our navigation and simulation software. Um, and so in terms of how we stack up in terms as a hardware business, um, our business model is actually a mixed model um, where not only do we sell a physical product, but we sell software. Um, so we sell virtual tour creation software and 360 editing software, as well as the navigation software itself. Um, so that allows us to not necessarily have to compete um, with companies that are racing to the bottom and trying to get the cheapest version of this out. Um, what we can do is we can say, hey, you know, we have this competitively priced product, but we also have this really, really valuable software that you can pay for monthly and we can help you with hosting and editing and submitting to MLS, like all the other systems for real estate. Um, and so we found that from our customers, about 65% of them um, are going to be doing the software service. Um, so that gets us like a really sticky software and almost a moat where let's say in three months after we release and start shipping products, some Chinese company makes it cheaper. Um, all of our people would be signed up for you know, one to two year subscriptions for our software. Um, and so we wouldn't even really bat an eye at those because those people would never want to switch and buy a new product at the same price point and then have to figure out software on their own. Makes sense. Well, very, very well articulated. And uh, Josh, is there anything we have not covered that you think um, everyone should know about Dort Robotics? I think that's pretty much it. Great. Well, where do you see where do you see things going in the next you know one to three years or or down the road? Um, what's what's your grand grandiose vision here? 
Yeah, so I'm my vision is in the next couple of years after we ship products and start scaling up, we are going to be doing like a retail play um, because of so we launched on Kickstarter in October of last year and did around two hundred thousand dollars in about a month and a half, um, and with about thirty to forty percent of those coming from purely consumers and around thirty percent coming from photographers and thirty percent from real estate uh, users. Um, and so we've got a good brand that we can get into stores. We'd like to get into like Best Buys, electronic stores, um, and then at the same time work with uh, really popular realtors and real real estate TV shows like Selling Sunset, things like that. Um, and then from there, we can start expanding our use cases, which I'm also really excited about. Um, for example, you may have seen Amazon recently really uh, announcing a, three, a camera, uh, indoor camera drone for security. Um, I'm not exactly sure when that ships, but I think our product will probably be better just because we've had so much uh, navigation software that we're building on our own and have so much data that we're creating now. Um, and so I'm excited to see if we can get into the security space and into the consumer space and the other ways that people will use this thing. Great. Well, how can uh, listeners support uh, Door Robotics? Yeah, right now, if you jump over to our website, you can sign up, you can actually reserve one of the units that we build after the Kickstarter batch. Um, right now, we're just doing like a $100 reservation for one of these things, and um, you don't get charged until it's ready to ship. Um, so yeah, go ahead and purchase one now. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining, uh, Josh. It was a pleasure to learn more about Door Robotics. Uh, I'm excited for the opportunities. Uh, and uh, now, now I don't need to do dusting around my house anymore once I get one of these. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to see how people use it outside of just uh, the indoors. And I really imagine some of the people that are like traveling to Australia, some of our customers live in Iceland and they want to fly it around the mountains there. So I'd love to see that content too. Great. Well, looking forward to it, Josh. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Darian.